1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about guns, guns, and more guns. So, basically, uh, I'm pretty excited. I know you're excited. This is your favorite topic. My favorite topic. So, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking, you know, guns seem to be under attack all the time lately and and I've already preached to you guys enough about the Second Amendment, although really is there ever enough preaching about the Second Amendment? No such thing. I feel like every day we could have that discussion. But seeing as maybe nobody would listen to the podcast, I decided maybe I'll, you know, venture off. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the Third Amendment or something. I don't know. Right. We could go anywhere. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to guns... um. To me, there are certain essentials. Um, now, I understand some of you guys live in different places, New York City or, all right, really New York City's it, um, maybe D.C., mm-hmm. where they're idiots and you can't have guns. Didn't D.C. work that out, though? They got sued or something? The Heller decision yeah, or something? Yeah, I mean, Illinois is still like Chicago. that. California is still like that. Um, so, you know, they're, they're stupid places, whatever. Yeah. But you can kind of fight and get a handgun. I'm sure somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't It's not, you can buy them on the street, right? That's right. That's, you that's know, where you hey, get them in Chicago. That's where you get them. Now, even though you guys are thinking, Oh wait, you just told me to buy illegal handguns on the street. Well, really is any gun illegal when we have the second amendment? That's right. Really? That's Shall right. Shall not be infringed. Right. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Now, I looked up infringed, and it means to limit. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me I can only put seven bullets in my gun, I feel like you might be infringing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. If you tell me I can't buy my handgun from a crackhead on the corner, Mm -hmm. 
you might be infringing. Right. If you tell me... Where is the crackhead going to get enough money to buy more crack if he's not an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur, right there. So, secret of the pros. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right, no big deal. Um. Enough ranting about the Second Amendment. So, what I was going to say is, everybody should kind of work towards a handgun. But maybe that's a little bold for you. Maybe mm-hmm. we're, we're going to start a little bit slower. I, I think every home... Well, I think every home should have lots of guns. And we'll talk about different purposes and and what I think. But I think at a minimum, your prepper goals should, one, I mean, don't even talk to me about a gun before you have at least two weeks of food storage. Right. I mean, then you're just an idiot. You got your Mm -hmm. priorities all wrong. Right. But when you have two weeks of food storage... Your next move should be some kind of gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say first gun, I know I was just kind of thinking handgun, maybe shotgun. Right. Shotgun okay. for your home defense for your first gun. Double-odd buck. That's what I recommend for buck. home defense. All right. I like it. I buy it, uh, I, I don't know, it says like military something or another on there, double-odd buck, and I buy... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's cheap. I have my shotgun, my personal gun that I use for home defense that's next to my bed in my bedroom. Uh, first one is birdshot. That's just warning. I don't want to blow through any walls and shoot my kids in the head when they're trying to do anything. Birdshot's not going to do that, but it's also not going to stop somebody that's adamant about killing you. All right. Second double-op buck. Then, and then we go then right a slug slugs. and candy cane. Candy cane? Candy cane. What I do is slug... Buck, slug, buck. Nice. I thought you meant you packed it with candy canes <laughs> and shot that shit out. Uh, All right. The third not. one is just glitter, though. Glitter. <laughs> it's a straight glitter bomb. So they're going to be outside counting when right. they come in to SWAT. Well, right. I heard two shots. Go now. Go. It's the go. Glitter. Go. The glitter. <laughs> That's just wrong. All right. I know I've started over on this four times now already. So there are four guns I want you to have in your house. Right. It's going to be a shotgun, some kind of twenty two, and some kind of center fire, like hunting rifle. This is your AR-15. This is your Remington 700 SPS. This is something along that line. All right. And then a handgun. Handgun. So shotgun, twenty two. Handgun and rifle. Hunting rifle. We'll, we'll just say rifle. Right. And I know a lot of you are like, well, you know, a twenty-two is a rifle. Oh, okay. Twenty-two rim fire and a center fire, if that's how you want to look at it. There you go. Now, so first, shotgun. Let's talk about it. Um, Mossberg has the 500 series. Mm-hmm. Any of those are great. Um, the straight 500, you get it with like wood stock, something like that. You shoot an intruder with that, you're going to have a lot easier time saying, oh, well, I just keep this for ducks or mm-hmm. whatever. And you might be able to get some slack on that. Um, you go all the way to the other extreme to the 590, which is the, the other end of the the series. Although they did just come out with this stupid one with clips that they had at SHOT Show and people mm-hmm. have been telling me about it. You don't have to get excited and... For uh, those of you who just get mad because I just said clips with magazines, 
Okay. Secret of the pros. Uh-huh. Um, so th- they have it with magazines. It just looks like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. If you want magazines, buy an AR-15. Right. And don't fuck around. So, all right. Any of the Mossbergs or the Remingtons, same thing. Remington has the, uh, I think it's what, 800 series or I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. What I, I would say as far as shotguns go, you can you can get away with buying a used shotgun yes. relatively cheap. Yes. You can you can find a decent one under $200 or you should there, be able to. There is and I've mentioned this in the past, but uh, Mossberg has a lower end brand called Maverick. Um I bought a hunting right hunting shotgun cuz I needed something that was rifled. Uh-huh. Um for uh Actually, I needed something with sights on it was the problem. <laughs> and uh, anyway, because all mine were like home defense shotguns. And one of the counties by us, you can only hunt with a shotgun. It's illegal okay. to use a rifle. Because right. God forbid, shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. This is what I keep saying. Yeah. But anyway, so I bought one. My point is you can buy the Mavericks for like 250 mm-hmm. and that's brand new. Um, when I went to go buy a gun, they were all sloppy and kind of crappy in the used section. Mm-hmm. Although used, if you know what you're doing, you can straighten things out. Now, moving on, 22. There's a lot of decent 22s. I think I had some kind of like crappy Savage or something when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I don't even know. But I, I don't think I've ever had a bad 22, mm-hmm. except there was some, and I can't tell you the brand because I don't remember because it but, was crappy. But my uh my nephew came over with a 22 and this thing was awesome. If you pulled the trigger and the safety was on, nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you'd click the safety off, it would just fire. Wow. Nice. And I'm like that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a I'm safety like, at all. You need to destroy <laughs> that. Sounds that like right an unsafety. <laughs> you need to destroy that gun right now. So, all right, any of the 22s, but I think the favorite in the prepping community is the Ruger 1022. Right. Um, I've been pushing Kevin to kind of, you know, step out of his uh, yeah, it was, comfort uh, zone. I've been, been shopping around for him a little bit. And honestly, same thing with the Ruger 1022. You're looking at a reasonable price for those. Um, you may not be able to find one under $200, but they're right around there. For for new out of the out of the box, you know. Yeah. Um, so. And you know, in the right community, you probably have those available used. Right. That's the thing. I know around here, um, used guns are hard to come by. Everybody just keeps everything they get. Everything they can. And whatever. So then, stepping up from twenty two. I mean, actually, I have a uh, for my twenty two rifle. Now in New York, it's a uh, assault weapon. Right, but uh, it's registered, so rest easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a twenty-two, a twenty-two, and it's an assault weapon, an assault weapon okay. that takes ten-round magazines. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, exactly my point, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it uh, I think it's called the Remington, and you guys will have to look this up. You'll yell at me. I think it's the five ninety-seven. Okay, and it's black, and it's a little bit scary. Like it's, you'll look yeah, at well, it that's and you'll, oh, that's yeah. why. You want to get the wood stock. It doesn't look as scary. It doesn't look as scary, mm-hmm. scary for frightening schoolgirls, whatever. Right. All right. Now, let's talk handguns. 
Now, handguns really are a personal preference. Now, I got to tell you, I went out. I was like, oh, I'm going to get my handgun license and whatever. Mm-hmm. And apparently we have dogs. Um, I wanted something like I, I actually I was hell bent on Kimber. Everything I read was Kimber's the greatest thing. And and I looked at some kind of 1911 by Kimber. Well, 1911s, a 45 is pretty big gun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not huge, but you're not going to carry it around for concealed carry unless you got some bulky clothing. Right. Um, it's a pretty serious gun. So I went and I held it, and I was like, wow, that thing's huge. Then I held a uh, SIG 1911. Uh, I think the one I have is it's called a GSR, but it, it's a 1911 45. That's a really too big of a gun. Um, the end of the world where you have the big holster and you're ready to go, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's the gun you want to have. You're stopping bad guys. And that was the thing, too. New York, we have limited rounds, so I want something with more stopping power. Right. And I think I had just read an article by the FBI, and this was a long time ago. But the article said, if you're using 9 millimeter. Shoot the whole magazine into a perpetrator, and it said, "If you're using a 45, shoot them twice." Right. And I was like, "Oh, there's a difference there." There's a difference there. Sure. There's um, I think uh, they consider a nine millimeter, um, a two shot kill, and a 45 is a one shot kill. All right. So I mean, that would explain why you would empty the magazine and shoot twice with the other. With the other, you know, you want to confirm things. But, Mm. and, you know, there's different stories I may get into later here. But, um, so then I wanted something smaller. I moved down to, uh, I bought a uh, 22 pistol, and I think it was a Ruger SR-22. And this was meant so, like, I could get the wife out shooting and different people, get them used to the smaller gun, get comfortable with it. Of course, that would never happen because in New York, if you don't have a card with that gun on it, you better never touch don't it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Now, I finally decided maybe happy middle of the road. Um, H&K has a gun called the VP9. And I went with the SK, which is like subcompact or something. It's still a pretty big gun, mm-hmm. but it's just nice. It's a nice little nine. But I don't really know because I haven't gotten it yet because New York sucks ass. Yes. Now, let me tell you about how New York sucks ass. Apparently, even though I waited the six months, I feel like I keep telling this story even to you guys over and over again. Mm -hmm. But I have to say it again. Freaking six months, get my concealed carry. Just to get the permit. Just to get the permit. Not... Not buying a gun, but just to have a permit to own a gun. For about... Three years, if I bought a gun, I would get the receipt from the gun, take that to the sheriff. They would give me a coupon that I take back to the gun guy, and they would put the gun on my pistol permit card so it'd have the serial number and the model number on it. Mm -hmm. And this would all happen in a day, and everything was good. Um, Now, I get the... uh, And it's funny, because the county next to us they would have to wait for them to review it and mail it back to you. And mm. I was like, oh, you guys are idiots, blah, blah, blah. I would never stand for that. 
Well, then I heard my county has done the same thing and we have to wait four weeks or whatever. So it's now going on about six weeks and I haven't gotten it yet. Mm -hmm. So that means my gun is still sitting at the gun store. The one you paid for. The one that's already paid for because you have to take a paid receipt to the Mm -hmm. thing. Now, they're cool at my gun store. I can go in. They'll have coffee. They'll let me visit with my gun. You can hang out with you it. You can hang out. Say hi. And I mean, so that's nice. And, and they like that, you know, I drop a little coin here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, but just the same, it's kind of a dick move to keep me away from my gun when I've mm-hmm. already been vetted. Right. And I did call them and they were like, oh, that's surprising. We're surprised <laughs> it's been five weeks. Mm-hmm. Why don't you wait two or three more and call us again? Okay. So it's it's kind so, of exciting. I mean, that's what happens, though, when the government's taking care of your problems. Right. You know, shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that over and over again throughout this episode, just so you guys know. Yeah, you should make a point of it. You know, if you're you're drinking shots, this is... Uh, this is, yeah, this is, this uh, the, this episode is the game. And, and this is the shot shall game. Shall not be infringed. Oh, uh, I did it again. We ought, to have, we ought to have a shot game on every episode. Just pick a phrase. Yeah. And then every episode, you can make it a drinking game. A lot of people listen to this when they're driving to work in the they're morning. They're driving to work, so they're that's out for perfect. A jog. <laughs> perfect. You're just they're sitting in one the spot, gym, hitting the treadmill. Uh huh. Shall not be infringed. And dirty hammered down. Dirty hammered. <laughs> nice. So anyway, moving right along, the uh, yeah. So they're never going to let me have my gun. It's yeah. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated maybe next week, maybe the week after. Who knows? But I think it's actually backfiring on New York because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like, oh, if it's this hard to get guns, I should just buy them all now. Get all of them. Yeah. So at least, you know, then it'll, mm-hmm. by the time I want them. Right. It'll be just showing up. Yeah. It's like ordering something, uh, buying something online. And what By they the don't know. By the time it gets there, it's like a surprise. Yeah, it's all over. Oh, all brand that, new again. That happened to me today. Um, <laughs> so the cool thing, believe it or not, and this is my plug for H&K, um, they, uh, one, I watched a bunch of reviews on the gun, and I saw some that were like, well, if you shoot it underwater or... You shoot it with a gun and then try and use it. They're kind of crappy. Or if you run it over with your army tank, sometimes it doesn't work after that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I could be a little forgiving on those things. Yeah. Then I I watch a video. I watch a video and the guy's shooting it underwater going, I don't know why they said that. Look, he's in the pool. He goes, my neighbor said I could borrow the pool. I didn't tell him what I was doing. (laughs) He's in the pool freaking shooting with his GoPro or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it fired like five rounds underwater. I didn't think that'd work. Well, And not just like underwater pulls it out and shoots it. No, like firing well underwater. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So then they uh, shoot it with a shotgun. It kind of gets all blown apart and messed up. I think the safety stops working. But keep shooting it. Now, I think you're kind of a jerk if you're going to ruin a nice gun like that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, you know, I understand that was the point of, you know, to test it. Right. But anyway, so the other reason I wanted to say this company so far impressed me, although I haven't gone and shot this gun. Mm -hmm. That's my problem. But uh, 
the other thing that impressed me, I decide, oh, well, since I can only have 10 rounds in my gun, I need some more magazines. Right. So I go online and I search, you know, BP9 SK magazines. And the first thing that comes up is if you bought your gun between March 1st and like April 30th or something, you get a free magazine. Now, nice. it already came with three. Mm-hmm. And they're like, just send us your thing. And we'll send the magazine for free and free shipping. So I go on there, $15 t-shirt, magazine, free shipping for both of it. Mm -hmm. I was very pleased. And I have the magazine. It was at my door today. Now you're thinking, but Chuck, you don't have the gun. I know, but I can hold the magazine and I do have some bullets I can like put so in you there. Can put, so you can I'm load ready. a magazine. Go and guys, have it ready. let's go. Uh huh. That's you know I I've been ready. Mm -hmm. So all right. Anyway, sorry I did get a little off tax task. So watch out. Um. All right. So kind of got handgun covered. They are. You would you do want something small that you can carry? Yeah. And if you're not going to carry it, you know, it has a place to have one, but you know. Yeah, I think um you need to carry it. In a sense, uh home defense a lot of the times boils down to um confined places, confined yes. spaces, and a handgun can be carried uh, can be useful in that sort of situation. Um I I usually grab the handgun just cuz it's it's almost always out and always there. So when I hear a noise outside, I grab the flashlight and the handgun. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, my neighbor was telling me a story about um, about a uh, his his girlfriend's cat got out, left the window open, cat jumped out, and there was a coyote outside. Cat jumped back up on the windowsill. He went outside with his AR-15 and turned the coyote inside out with it. And uh, his girlfriend was mad at him, but he said the coyote knows where the food is now. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. There you, you go. Know? But at and the same time, having a hand, handgun where you don't have to go outside, you know, do enough to scare the dog away anyway. Uh, you're, yeah. So, whatever. It, it depends. You know, whatever. I just know. Now, Kevin was talking about with the shotgun, the different rounds you might want to carry with that. Mm -hmm. Now, what I actually have is uh, I bought like Cheaper Than Dirt or I'd imagine like Bud K or one of those crappy catalogs or whatever has uh, the bandolier mm -hmm. thing where, you know, it goes over your shoulder. And I think the one I have is like 50 rounds. And I have like... 10 are our target loads, mm -hmm. 10 are uh, slugs, 10 are, uh, you know, the probably, uh, probably the other 30 are uh, all buckshot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because the different things. Um, right. If you live in one of the cool places where you can have the different rounds, like, um, you know, like, I don't know, pepper spray or whatever. I don't know what they yeah, have. There's a, what is that, dragon's breath? That shoots, shoots the, the 50 foot flame. <laughs> You know, whatever. You want to burn down the forest? I say, hey. That's your prerogative. Your prerogative shall not be infringed. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Now, so we got, now we're up to the rifle. 
Now, the rifle is even cooler. Um, here's where you can get the cool AR-15. And guess what? You can probably, if you wait, wait for the right sale. I mean, you know, I always see people, well, I don't know where you could get that. That's not right. But you could get some kind of crappy AR-15 for about four fifty, mm-hmm. And mil spec and it, mm-hmm. it'll shoot and it'll work. And if that's what your budget allows, it's that's better probably than right. Yeah. Um, you can also probably get like the nice Remington 700 I like is probably around the $800 neighborhood. Uh-huh. But uh, you could find a decent hunting rifle even with a scope. For about three or four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you guys will tell me, "Oh, well, you know, you can get a Savage for you know even less than that." Okay, you know, I'm not stopping you. Now, maybe you have all four of those guns, and you already bought three more AR-15s because right. you listen to me, mm-hmm. and then you might want some kind of bolt distance gun. Right. I'm thinking maybe six point five Creedmoor. Mm-hmm. This is like your 308 only slightly cooler and you know whatever teach his own um uh ruger makes one called the uh the ruger precision rifle i think and it basically looks like an ar but it's got the bolt still has a magazine um that comes in uh you know you could get in the creedmoor you can get it in the 308 Something like that might be nice to have. Or maybe you just get a Remington 700 in 308. Not a bad move either. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different distance guns you can get. It's a wide world that you can get into. Right. And if you've already got the four guns and the three AR-15s, you probably know what your, your you know needs what you and want. desires are. You don't need are. me to tell you. Right. But, all right, so moving right along. Now, we bought all these guns. We've bought a thousand rounds for each one because mm-hmm. that only makes sense, right? I, I don't think I have a thousand for my shotgun. I probably have maybe three hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm in the same same ballpark. I'm not with you. whatever, but all my handguns I have a thousand rounds for. Mm-hmm. Well, the twenty two, like yeah, thousand like three three bucks. I did see an article uh, the other day that was like, "Ooh, this man was stockpiling rifle or stockpiling assault weapons because mm-hmm. he had one rifle and two scopes and mm-hmm. a thousand rounds." Yep. I'm like, that sounds what? like you're not even doing a good job. Like yet. you're not even getting started. We haven't mm-hmm. even gotten to the basics. Right. Um. I mean, a thousand rounds. It's not. How are you going to learn how to shoot it? How are you going to be safe with a gun if you don't put a thousand rounds through it? Mm -hmm. That's my theory. So speaking of being safe, you had some uh, trips, tips on how we can uh, learn to effectively use our weapons. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if we could train and practice with our weapons, with our firearms, without having to go through a thousand dollars of ammunition to do it? (sighs) You're going to tell me about reloading because I don't want to reload. No, I'm talking about dry firing. Mm. All right. Um, Now, aren't all our listeners right now screaming at us? Dry fire danger. No, you'll ruin your weapon. You'll ruin your firing pin. I know. That's what I always hear. Your firing pin. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is true. For rimfire rifles. Oh, for rimfire rifles. But only rimfire rifles. Only rimfire. Mm -hmm. All right. So, 
on the NRA website. This is what we have here. To be fair, this is sometimes true that it's bad to dry fire a gun. Mm -hmm. Dry firing most center fire rifles and handguns is perfectly safe once you've made certain they are unloaded and pointed in a safe direction. However, excessively dry firing a rim fire gun, that would be a twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other rim fire guns. A lot yeah. of the old cowboy mostly guns 22s. actually, but pretty much twenty twos mm-hmm. um is a bad idea. The firing pin of a center fire rifle is or center fire gun, handgun or rifle. Mm-hmm. Is designed to strike a primer located in the center of the cartridge base. Right. When no cartridge is present, the firing pin strikes nothing. With a rim fire, though, the firing pin is positioned to strike the soft brass rim of the cartridge. When no cartridge is present, the firing pin strikes the hard steel of the breech face. Repeated dry firing of a rim fire can eventually peen the firing pin, dulling it and causing misfires. Dry firing offers convenient, easy practice, but if you're going to dry fire a rimfire gun, invest in snap caps. Now, those are like little brass things that it hits so it doesn't bounce into the wall of the gun. Right. Um, and that yeah, will... You don't want to mushroom tip your, your firing pin. It's a no-go, huh? Yeah. So... Dry firing, what's the point? Why well, would I want to do this? Well, a lot of, uh, I'll tell you a story. The first time story, I Kevin. shot a forty five handgun. That's a big, scary weapon. It, it was the biggest handgun I had fired up to that, that point, and I've All never right. fired any handgun that was larger than that since okay. then. And I was at the range with a friend. You're not used to a large tool? <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not funny. <laughs> The, when I was at the range, there was a, you know, it's a, it was a six round. I don't remember the make of the, okay. the gun. But um, fired through the six rounds. I thought there was one more round in there. When I pulled the trigger, I, I jerked. Ah! Yeah, like, a, like a girl, I flinched. <laughs> and I realized, what the hell am I doing? You're not going to hit anything if you're flinching every time you pull the trigger. So the point of dry firing is to... Learn how to keep on target and squeeze the trigger instead of pulling it. Squeeze the trigger. Right. So the the idea is, uh, well, let's let's back up a little bit. Let's Let, talk let's about dry up. firing and safety. Okay. All right. I like so, safety. Oh, so we should talk about safety when it comes to guns. Yeah. Yeah. And this that's one of those things. It's it's just as important as a car. To learn how to be safe now, with it. I did read the NRA blurb that said, as long as it's been checked that it's not loaded and is pointed in a safe direction. That's not all that goes That's into not gun safety, though. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's. Um, so, you can use your dry firing for practicing gun safety. You need to assume that all guns are always loaded, right? Always check for yourself. Don't take somebody's word for it that there's nothing in there. Um... And all right, never, never let the muzzle cover anything that you're not willing to destroy. That's that's number two there. Um, The firearm can fire. If the firearm can fire, assume it will fire. All right. So, you know, be careful with your sweep. I know that I was uh, that was one of my um, 
Uh, one of my one of the things that I fucked up on quite a bit, even with an unloaded gun, you know, not being super careful about where it was uh, where it was pointed. So that's obviously something I've corrected since then, but you know, it's something that you have to keep in mind. Um, trigger control. Don't put your finger on the trigger until you're until you're ready to fire. I like that one. Right. Um, be aware of what's beyond your target. Now, that's something <clears throat> that I think a lot of people that are even accustomed to guns uh, run into when the situation arises that they need to use it. Yes. Uh, I know there's a lot of stories about uh, police officers in, in New York City um, trying to take down a suspect and shooting like three pedestrians in the meantime. Well, that's not a. They shouldn't have been there. If, you know, they were probably up to no good. Yeah, they were probably up to no good. Hanging out with somebody that they cops were going to have to shoot. Exactly. You were Whatever. on the same block. Yeah. Be conscientious about that. You might think you're an expert <clears throat> shot and you're going to hit your target, but you can't always be positive of that. A lot of the ranges, that's what you got to think about. When you're setting up your home gun range, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you really need to be like, you know, a lot of people when they shoot like a handgun, it'll kick up. Right. And they'll end up shooting a little higher than they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, hey, where's that bullet going to go? Right. Um, and a lot of the, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Wild Bill. Wild Bill Hickok. I was reading uh Something that he, that he had said was that uh, if you're a, if you're aiming if you want to hit somebody in the chest, aim for their groin. Ooh. And I, I know a lot of those firearms that he was using in that that time period, the handguns had the little kick. They had a bit of a kick to them. So, and they also held their guns like cowboys. That's right, like real men. Like real men. I always try and be like the real man and shoot one handed. Mm-hmm. And then I found when I bring the second hand in. My aim got like ten times better. Right, right. It's almost Turns impossible. Turns out two to... hand is the way to go. <laughs> it's the way to go. Right. Um. So I mean, uh, being aware of what's behind your target, though, uh, and that's another thing with with home defense that we were talking about earlier. That's why I load the first round with buckshot, because uh, in a situation, somebody's kicking down your door. You're in your bedroom. It's one o'clock. You're panicking. You know somebody's in the house. The dog's going crazy. You grab your gun. You don't want to fire slugs, you know, past somebody breaking into your house into your your kid's bedroom, you know. So, birdshot is is gonna gonna be a warning to somebody, but it's not gonna accidentally kill your kid. Yeah. Um. So I mean, practicing safety, uh, especially if you're teaching uh, like your kid or somebody else to to shoot, dry firing and safety. It's a it's a great way to teach them safety without making mistakes. So that way they can turn around and be like, oh, what about this? And wave the gun in your face. Mm-hmm. And you know to grab the gun and yell at them before it's a problem. Right. Um, just a thought. Just putting right. that out there. So, all right. So dry firing. Now let's talk about practicing with uh, with. With dry yeah, fire, what are, like you what, got are the, what are some of the drills that were you all might right. you might try? One, you really want to be able to get that gun from your holster mm-hmm. up to the ready. Up to the ready. Um, that may be digging around in your pants for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling up your pant leg. It may be switching from your AR-15 to your handgun when you realize that the magazine is now empty. Mm-hmm. These are things you want to 
practice doing. Practice, they also right. sell dummy uh, magazines, which I feel like you could just use, use magazines magazine. without bullets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I just offended some NRA instructor out there or, or someone. Yeah. But now uh, when it when it comes okay. to let's just back up a little bit. When it comes to the draw, yeah. When okay. it comes to to the quick draw, um, if you're just some dude in your house with a handgun practicing your quick draw for no apparent reason. Take it slow. And slow the throwing and smooth, the gun right? with the bullets. Yeah. That's a no go. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. So um so it, it's hard to keep it pointed in a safe direction when you're twirling it. When you're twirling it, right. 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 Gotcha. Um and those sorts of uh braggadocious Ooh, i like that word i think that's the first time on the uh survival and basic badass pod a more than two syllable word has been spoken that could be too right <laughs> but yeah that sort of stuff is you're not learning anything you're not learning how to use your firearm better by learning how to do some sort of uh trick with your with your handgun so um once you've mastered a slow draw you need to f- you need to first focus on the steps that it takes to get your gun out and aimed. So just take it slow, figure out what you're doing. Now we're still talking about dry firing. We're not talking about a loaded gun here. Um, especially with the quick draw type of stuff, there's a lot of people that shoot themselves in the leg for uh, you know just being draw. stupid. Yeah. Now, uh, again, I'm going to offend a lot of people. You know, everybody has their own taste. My buddy who's a cop, me and him are always arguing about this. I don't usually keep one in the chamber with my handguns. Mm-hmm. Honestly, most of my rifles and stuff, I don't put one in the chamber until I'm ready to go do something. Right. Now, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out and shoot that deer and I ex- I'm i not walking out into the woods, I'm expecting to see a deer in the next 10 minutes, there's one in the chamber. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I don't know if I'm going to walk up and see something, but that's when I'm holding my gun in the ready. You right. know, I'm not just carrying around a gun with one in the chamber. I know guns don't just go off, but why tempt yeah. fate? Mm-hmm. I've I've got too many friends who've dropped rifles out of hunting stands and had them go off. Um, for some reason, people love to lean their rifles against trees. Mm-hmm. D- just lay it on the ground. They mm-hmm. fall and go off. The dog walks into it. It goes off. There doesn't... Now, I understand you're hunting at those mm-hmm. moments. Right. But... And 99 times out of 100, if you drop a gun or throw a gun or do anything, off. it's not going to go off. 99 times out of out of 100 is probably way too much uh, odds. You know, it's probably, you know, you know, 999 times out of 1,000. It's not going to do But you don't want to be anything. that guy. Right. So... You know, that's your call. You do it your way. I know I'm confident being the badass that, mm-hmm. and, you know, people are like, well, it takes a second longer. All right. Get in the habit when you're dry firing to, you know, rack right. around and be ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, another great thing with dry firing is practicing reloading. Okay. Um, now. Changing magazines is huge. If you're a serious right. fighter and you're planning Mm-hmm. You need to be changing magazines. Yeah, and you need to be able to do it fast. You don't want to be fumbling around and, and dropping things. Now, they make 
magazines, training magazines that you can okay. you can get that are have the same weight, and it's gonna have the um, uh, the same reaction as far as you're not gonna pull the trigger one time and your your slide's gonna come back. Cool. You know, you're gonna be able to use it repeatedly, uh, like a like a real life situation. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, a great thing with dry firing is practicing your non-dominant hands. Um, you know, if you use your right hand, if you're right-handed, practicing with your left hand, practicing one-handed, uh, practicing from different stances, prone, standing, kneeling, uh, practicing inside your house. Uh, think about the situation where somebody is breaking your house out in- into your house, and you come out and you have to confront this person. What? You know, what, how is your house set up? How, what's the layout like? Where are you going to be? Are you going to be able to be standing inside of a doorway? Or are you going to not undercover? accidentally shoot your kids? What exactly. do your kids know about what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are all important things with, with dry firing that, that uh, you can practice. And you don't have to spend any money on doing it. You can, you know, watch muzzle control. Yeah, another thing I saw that people were doing was balancing quarters on the end of their barrel. Oh, and then trying to keep to, that that quarter balanced on the end of the barrel and squeeze the trigger like without dropping dropping it off. So yeah, again, don't don't uh, practice dry firing with a rim, rim fire fire rifle. Okay, and uh, you know, but as Wyatt Wyatt Earp said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. In nice. a gunfight, you need to. Take your time in a hurry. I like it. So in other words, if you're if you're um panicking, uh, you know, you're gonna make mistakes. But if you build up this muscle memory, yes, you know, say in a safe <clears throat> way, you're gonna be a lot safer with a loaded gun. I like it. Now, you just pointed out that accuracy mm-hmm. might be a key point in your uh, gun training. Mm-hmm. Um there is a company called I target pro. Right. And what they do is they sell these uh laser rounds that are they're they're a bullet that basically when you fire it, when you fire your gun and the pin hits it, your firing pin, it'll uh fire a laser for that one second and they set up a target with your bluetooth or whatever phone and you end up shooting at the target and it'll record where those hits go, and it even makes like a bang noise and kind of cool. Um, I think they're like eighty nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been reaching out to them to be a sponsor. They showed some interest. We haven't heard anything, and now I feel like an idiot plugging them anyway. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it, if it's it quality cool. product, product, it looked it's... pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm interested in. We may end up promoting them in the future, but. Uh, you know, that's something I haven't bought yet. I, I'm looking at, uh, you know, possibly purchasing one. I know just going through and firing over and over again and, and really practicing. But also, if you're really serious about being like a gunfighter, you really need to put the time in, change in from the AR to the handgun, back to the AR. You need to set up targets at different distances you need to come up with drills that are randomly shooting at various targets. You need to practice moving 
mm-hmm. while you're shooting. Um, when you're moving, that's how you don't get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just was reading a study um, that they were talking about, you know, shoot and move and be moving all the time. Um, and they had law enforcement guys training with uh, like little, um, basically like uh, paintball rounds. Uh-huh. And these are guys who are trained to move and shoot. And so they had them all stand still and face each other. And believe it or not, with the stress of, uh, you know, doing it because the rounds they were using actually really hurt. Yeah. And they were saying with the stress and anxiety of the situation at 25 yards, they said that only 51 percent of the rounds hit the body Mm -hmm. of the the opposite guy Mm -hmm. shooting at each other. Then they tried while they were running and running and shooting, and they said only 11% of the rounds hit body. Mm-hmm. So, And they also said that when the guys were running and shooting, they almost all went to shooting with one hand instead mm-hmm. of using both hands like they did in training. Right. And they said when they confronted them and said, you know, why'd you go to one hand? And all the guys were like, oh, I didn't even realize I did that. Mm-hmm. So this is where the training comes in and the repetitiveness right? and doing it over and over again and realize, you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. and you really had to put the time in and, you yeah, know, and repetition really it. does, you know, muscle memory is a real thing when it comes to uh specific actions, And especially when you add stress, right? You know, loud noises. I mean, I, I got to tell you shooting at targets. I was shooting it at paper targets for forever and then when I go and try and shoot, you know, groundhogs or something and they're moving and they're watching me and, and I can feel my pulse goes up when I go out looking and whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm pretty consistent and mm-hmm. I get them pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. But the first but like 10 while, times right? mm-hmm. I'm missing, I'm missing or, you know, whatever. I don't know what was happening. I also think I was using too small of a round, but we won't talk about that. Mm -hmm. But learning to shoot at a moving target, adding stress, all this stuff makes a difference. Now, obviously, there's a million things you can do to make it safe training Mm -hmm. and, you know, safe areas and ways to do this. I like that. But I'm just saying maybe seek out some professional training or watch some videos on YouTube um, you know, guys who are doing it, I guess YouTube's maybe not the one I'll put a link. We just found a, uh, a nice training, uh, like YouTube alternative that is pro gun. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to that. Um, so that way you guys can, you know, find some of this useful information, but it really matters. You know, you need to put in the time. Another thing I wanted to mention earlier was you should have your gear the same way. So, I mean, like, when you're practicing getting your concealed carry, you should have it where you always carry it. Be that on your ankle, whatever, you should be practicing getting it from there. Uh, Maybe, you know, in your belt, in your back Mm -hmm. of your pants, front of your pants. Now, a lot of these guys listening to the show live in reasonable states where where you can can carry it open on a holster on your belt like like a normal person instead of having to hide it someplace. What some kind of cowboy? <laughs> like a like a normal person what, would like carry a gun. Like in the Wild West. Yep. <laughs> All right. So you know whatever, but uh, to practice it how it's going to be in reality. 
But what I was going to say with that is when you buy maybe a, uh, a, a vest, you should put all your magazines in a set order and a set place. So muscle memory, you can just right. change magazine, change magazine, put your empties in the same place or just get in the habit of dropping your empties on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is that works for you, then be consistent and do the same thing over and over. This is going to matter. Um, Just like some idiots go play golf or go do whatever. Maybe you should be hitting the range on mm-hmm. the weekly. Yeah. Um, You know, really putting the time in if survival is something you're serious about. Now, if you're prepping for, you know, a a flood or an earthquake or whatever like that, you know, a different way. But if you're thinking, oh, the end of the world is going to come and there's going to be strange gangs and looting and whatever, then maybe take it a little serious and up your preps. Right. Um, Right. And, you know, another great thing about the dry firing is that if you live in a suburban area, this is a way you can practice without having to go to the range and spend the money. Now, f- actually firing your 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 firearm is important, though. I don't want to say that you can uh, you can become uh, an expert shot and never fire around. That's no, not, just not with the dry case. Fire. No, okay, but it's still a good idea mm-hmm. to dry fire and practice. Um, also. It's a good way to teach yourself not to flinch mm-hmm. and not to, you know, overreact. And maybe out on the range, you know, you can have people hand you magazines, sometimes with bullets, sometimes without. Right. And like you said, I mean, really shooting with a quarter on the end is kind of going to rule that out if you're moving or not. Right. But you can kind of see, oh, you know, mm-hmm. or like Kevin said, you know, maybe you're not counting your rounds. You know, have them put six rounds in one time and, right. you know, ten rounds the next time. Yeah, and a great time to dry fire is actually after you've been firing the gun and all the mistakes that you've been making will make themselves clear. Nice. Um. Now, next, when you spend your money and you go out and you buy your AR-15 or you buy whatever, guess what else you might want? A nice trauma bag. Mm-hmm. An IFAC, if you will. Okay. That would be a... Uh, Individual first aid kit, I believe, is what IFAC stands for. Okay. I hear mixed uh, reviews on that. Now, we actually have a sponsor, Mm -hmm. Mm MyMedic.us. Now, they sell all kinds of personal first aid kits, and they also have it so that you can set up and build your own. Mm -hmm. Um, They offer all kinds of different individual products that you can get that you can build the kit that's right for when you're out shooting, spending the day. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be making a mistake to be going out to the gun range and not have some kind of tourniquet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you shouldn't be going out in the woods hunting without some kind of tourniquet. Yeah. Um, maybe you have a range set up in your yard. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you know and I know that there are a bunch of assholes out in the woods that are going to shoot at anything that moves. Trying to get a deer. You know what it is? It's always turkey season that scares me. Turkey, yeah. It's turkey. They're sitting, looking. You know, you got two guys 20 feet from each other, and they're both making gobbling noises and God knows what. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, looking at each other. I think there's one there. Uh I see it moving. And then they shoot the other hunter. And it happens all (laughs) the time. Uh It's always turkey. See, I won't even go out in turkey. Because you know what it is? Turkeys are freaking smart. Uh Uh-huh. And, I mean, I know you're thinking, 
you know what, Chuck, you're an idiot. I see 20 turkeys in my yard, and they just stand there, and I yell at them, and they just stand there. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, you go out there with a gun, and they're like, yeah. and they're gone. You and know? They're, they're hard animals to kill, too. They're it's hard. Not... <laughs> they're not the easy, fun thing you, you're thinking they are. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Um, so, anyway, what it is, uh, this company, My Medic, they, uh, they set up, I, I guess... The way that they came to be is uh, someone in their family um, ended up being in an accident and uh, passing on. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was it was like a car accident in the middle of nowhere. And there was, uh, you know, 30 minutes before an ambulance could arrive. Mm -hmm. And supposedly, based on the story I read, people maybe had the skills but not the tools mm -hmm. to do you know, life-saving or maybe not enough skills to know how to use what right. they had. Exactly. And save a life. So these people were like, you know what? We want to get as many uh, first aid kits out in the hand of people, you know, who can use them mm -hmm. and have it apply to, you know, real-life situations. And I think that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of psyched that they're a sponsor. Uh think they're uh, sending us some stuff. We're going to check it out and do some reviews and show you guys. Um, but I'm kind of excited about that. Now, you're thinking, well, you know what, Chuck, though? First aid kits aren't sexy. They're not sexy. They're not sexy, but they might make the difference. That's true. Now, we actually have another sponsor. Yeah. Now, this is where sexy comes in. Um, turns out, save your life pretty important mm -hmm. more important than more uh, important than, than sexy. almost any other thing yeah kind of if you don't you're not able to go to the gun range tomorrow then it kind of makes the rest of it useless <laughs> but yeah but who doesn't like sexy mm -hmm. now you've probably heard the expression tactic cool mm -hmm. tactic cool tactic you gotta cool. look good when you you're, gotta look when good. you're brave in the end of the now, world these are the guys that got the vest and the the magazines and and they're they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to step up your tactical level, mm -hmm. there's a company called TacPack, right? And what they do is they have a monthly, uh, like you have the crate club type stuff or whatever. Mm, yeah. But these, it's straight like tactical gear. Right. It's like it's a, a magazine nice, subscription that actually has cool stuff that has that's cool in the magazine. Stuff. Exactly. They cut right to the chase. And this is, these are guys who are like contractor types mm -hmm. that know what they're doing, know what kind of equipment is actually useful in the field. And you can really, you know, get your hands on it and it's going to work. Right. You know, like how many times have you gone... Like, I carry a Leatherman. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You probably carry a Leatherman or, yeah, or have one in your truck or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So how many times has somebody been like, oh, you like a, a good multi-tool, and they'll buy you that $9 one at Home Depot right. or Lowe's. The one that's broken like, the first time. Yeah, you here. And you you go to use it, and it's just crap. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen with these guys. Right. So these guys are people who've actually used the equipment in real life situations and they put together kits with stuff they know is going to work and actually pay off for you. And they put it together and they send it out once a month 
So you're just getting an awesome present for yourself. Maybe you have a uh, significant other mm -hmm. that wants to step up their coolness. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe uh, you've been trying to uh, convince your your spouse to get involved in prepping, and uh, they don't know where to start. This is where to start. This you know, is we where actually to go. had a listener who sent us an email. Right, Chris. Chris, I want to say something else. So that's great, Chris. Mm -hmm. And Chris is awesome. Where he's like, "Oh, how do you get your significant other?" To get into prepping. Well, this might be where you start. So it's called Tack Pack. And we actually set it up that if you use the promo code BADASS, when they send out your first uh, shipment, crate, whatever, of awesome stuff, they're also going to send you a gun cleaning mat. Mm -hmm. Those are always cool, always useful. I know I have three or four. And when I'm laying out, those stupid Denton springs that shoot out of the AR-15 <laughs> and you're always losing them. Having stuff laid out and organized on a nice gun cleaning mat, A+. plus. They said use the promo code BADASS. They're going to hook you up, send one of those out to you. So anyway, moving right along, we were going to talk about maybe getting your spouse into prepping. Yeah, yeah. Um, now so, now, we're only going to go short. I know this episode's actually a little bit long, and you guys are getting a little excited. You're like, oh, you know, the badass going over an hour, mm -hmm. getting excited. But so I was listening to this book, uh, the 299 Days series. Okay. And the the main character, um, he uh, his wife, anytime he tries to talk about like, I think she sees the reality of the world. Like, she sees that on the news, the government's spending like crazy. Mm -hmm. She sees what's happening in the stock market. She sees different things. But she doesn't want to talk about it or think about it. Mm -hmm. And so anytime, you know, he brings it up, you know, oh, you know, people are crazy. And, you know, somebody in the neighborhood got robbed yesterday. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. And the character in the book actually gets to the point where she puts her hands over her ears and is like, you know, no, 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 I can't hear you, you know, whatever. So it gets crazy. And so he ends up just like prepping in secret. Mm -hmm. Now, the author and the character end up taking that as a win, the mm -hmm. prepping in secret. Right. I'm not sure that's going to play out because he even like, Things get worse in the world and then ends up like, hooray, look at me. I got uh -huh. everything for us. Has that ever worked out for you with your significant other? No. Nope. Where you're like, you told me not to do this, but uh -huh. I did it. And look, it worked. Yep. Yep. No, that's never worked. For that's me. never worked. Uh -huh. All right. So I think at least making them aware of the steps mm -hmm. might you know, and, and just try and gently ease people in. Right. And, you know, keep in mind <laughs> that when you're talking to your spouse, uh, prepping isn't necessarily about owning guns and having, uh, you know, mountains of ammunition. No, Although that's... I'm pointing out <laughs> that that is a good thing. That is a good thing. But no, but there's nothing with wrong food with food storage. Yeah, right. Talk about, talk about. When the blizzard comes and it's 15 right. degrees outside and the power goes out. 
You know, wouldn't it be good if we just had a generator? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice Let's if start there. we could grow some fresh vegetables in the garden in the backyard? You know, I'm worried about my health. You know, I'm, I'm seeing I'm, I got a little bit of a mm. belly. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's because I'm eating at McDonald's too much. Right. If only we had fresh vegetables. If we had a garden. Uh-huh. They would call me Chuck who eats carrots a lot. Uh-huh. That's what now, I'm thinking. Uh, You know, a lot of the times, though, you know, uh, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Okay. And it's uh, real easy to be like, hey, yeah, that's that sounds interesting. But pay attention to your spouse when they say, you know, it'd be really cool if we had bees. Mm. Latch onto that and be like, you know what? That's a fantastic, fantastic. idea. It'd be really cool if we, uh, you know, if we if we made a little kit for the the car with jumper cables. Well, you and... know what? You want me to spend time with the kids? You know what? It'd be a fun hobby to start out with the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I find when you latch on to other people's ideas, that's there, there's a book uh, by Dale Carnegie mm-hmm. that I was excited about way back called uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." Yeah, it's a good book. It's a very good book. And one of his things is it turns out if you want to make friends and and get people excited about, you know, whatever, get excited about what they're talking about. Actually listen to them Mm -hmm. and kind of go with their ideas. And that's how you kind of bring people into your fold. Well, just like Kevin was starting to get at here is when they bring up different paths any little opening mm-hmm. expand right you know um anything that's a plus you know even if it's it's something small you know oh i'd like to go out for a walk hey you know that sounds great i love walking why don't we actually go for a hike mm-hmm. and take it a little bit more you know a little right. bit out in the woods easy mm-hmm. you know baby steps then maybe a couple weeks later, you go hiking again. Maybe the next time, you know what? I know this great place to go hiking. Lots of great walks around the lake. We mm-hmm. could camp there. Wouldn't that right. be fun? Stay there overnight. Kevin, you, don't even you are have talking to crazy talk. Uh huh. This is the kind of thing. It's it's just a slow progression. Um, but trying to force it and bring all this stuff on saying, you know what, the stock market's going to collapse and, you know, the government's raising interest rates and they're printing trillions of dollars and it's just not sustainable. They don't want to hear it. Right. Um, you gotta be gentle. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you know, slowly baby steps. And, you know, I mean, maybe, you know what, it'd be good, honey, if we had a first aid kit that was nice. Yeah. And you went over to my medic and you were like, bam. I know how we can save some money and go to my medic. Because what I didn't tell you is if you use the code badass. That seems to be a theme here with uh, with our Pretty much, you know, if you use the coupon code badass anywhere you go, it's going to open doors for you. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So they're actually going to give you 15% off. That is some serious savings. Right. Um, So I'm seeing 15% off at my medic. You're stocking up on first aid supplies, huge discounts. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you're going over to TAC Pack. Badass. Badass. You got free gun mats. 
usually about 15 bucks when I buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, right there, bam, savings. And you know your wife's cleaning guns with you. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey. Well, not, not my wife, and, but. Well, you know, I mean, this was a hypothetical. But maybe <laughs> you're the woman listening to us, and maybe your husband needs to step up his man card. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you get him that tack pack every month. And all of a sudden, he's tactic cool. That's right. I think they call him in the book I was just listening to, Mall Ninjas. Mm-hmm. And that's when you got all the gear, but you don't actually go out and practice shooting or right. put the time in. There you go. So, now, I, uh, I remember seeing some pictures of uh, of Jared Kushner yes. in uh, Kandahar. Oh, that's true. Wearing a very stylish suit with a uh, a flak jacket on. Yeah. And he was looking good. Now, he's a little bit scrawny and a little bit nerdy, and when he talks, it sounds like it's kind of high-pitched and hurting your ears. And then he did get into some trouble later. Yeah, but at the same time, he looked good with that that flak jacket on. You want to look good when you do it. You know what? So you guys might want to hold off before you buy any uh, body armor. Mm-hmm. Trying to work out some sponsors and discounts there. I've been reaching out to people. All right. I'm so, just saying. So hold out for that one. Or, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe a little bit after the release, just try that code BADASS. See what doors it can open <laughs> See for See what you. happens. You never know. Um, also, I don't know if you guys heard last week, we uh, joined some kind of prepper network. Kevin? Yeah, um... Uh, self-defense radio network. Yeah, is that it? Uh, I think that's um, that's uh, um, that's our uh group that we've uh, joined onto there. The self-defense radio network. Um, there's a lot of other podcasts. If you're looking to fill up your uh your iPod with uh stuff to listen to when you you're on the go, you love talking about guns like I love talking right. about you, guns. You ran out of badass podcasts because you. Listen, uh, you you binged all like, of them. Like there's a lot of them out there, yeah. but iTunes will only let us have like a hundred out at any given time. Mm-hmm. So, and we're not once a week. That might not be enough for you. You know, mm-hmm. it turns out there are seven days in a week. Right. So if you burn through your survival and basic badass podcast on Monday. That's and then right. you're like, but what do I do for the rest of the week? Mm-hmm. Well, one, you should check out our YouTube channel because we're going to start to fill that out a little bit, mm-hmm. give you a little bit more. But also the Self-Defense Network. Yeah, the Self-Defense Radio Network is uh, it's a great spot. They've got, uh, they've got I think we're up to uh, it's a lot. 12 or 15 podcasts uh, At least po- 12 podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. Um, it's pretty exciting, a lot going on there, a lot of like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might want to check that out. And also, actually, uh, if you're watching this video right now on YouTube, we ended up throwing this podcast episode on YouTube. You can actually watch us with all my exciting hand animations. Uh-huh, gestures, amazing, gestures, amazing facial hair, facial all hair, stuff. all kinds of good stuff. Um, you might have noticed a really awesome intro to the beginning. Well, that was brought to you by uh, Kilo23, who has a YouTube channel that has all kinds of great training and survival stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he works together with a lot of different guys. Um, 
putting up different content, but it's a lot of it is themed, you know, survival and prepping and and just some great training. Well, he's actually kind of got together with us and decided to help us out with our YouTube and kind of expand the brand a little bit. So I wanted to throw him a shout out and give him credit for the uh, awesome intro that you guys saw at the beginning of this. And uh, you may want to check out his channel because he's putting up a lot of great content. Mm -hmm. And I actually saw some videos he's got on there about how to approach, you know, handling with your with your weapons and and learning different uh, survival. I would say like breaching maneuvers and different things like that. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there mm -hmm. about how to. You know, yeah, I've definitely I've gone through weapons. I've gone through some of his uh, videos, and he's got a lot of different so, interesting stuff on. We there. are excited one that we're going to start bringing you a lot more YouTube content. We're going to try and make it a regular thing where we record our episodes. Um, so those of you who don't like podcasts or whatever and love staring at YouTube and want to see you know awesome beards all day, right? Well, we got you covered. So I think that about wraps up today. That's it. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.